time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me today is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorehounds? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. What's up, guys? If there's any audio issues in the comments, let me know. Uh, so today is August 17th. Today is my birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday. Thank you. Thank you. So we got 1982's The Slayer for you birthday today. Time. But first, it's time for your slice of love. Big Johnny D bring it in with the rave, baby. What's going on? Well, it's birthday time, dude. Hashtag birthday weekend, bro. Right? <laughs> uh, hey, did you guys get him those male strippers we all wanted to pitch in for? That's no. right. Johnny, Johnny, get down with it. <laughs> Oh, not yet. Not today, sir. It's Monday and I am tired. Um, let's see. How have I been? I've been good, man. I've been, uh, just been working all week. Uh, got to play a little games, did a little switch with the family, uh, rocking some Mario Kart, got and shit like that. Fuck yeah, dude. And I don't know. I know TJ obviously has a switch. Uh, the Super Nintendo Digital Collection, they fucking added Donkey Kong Country, dude. So that's a win for everybody right there. Your, your face. What about it? It was just like, oh, I loved it, oh, bro. I, <laughs> I, you, know, you were, you were the third person I have heard so excited about that. The first I, person was my son. Always <laughs> knew about, and it just fucking Chad's lights are flashing too. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that did party. Um, <laughs> no, other than that, man, uh, picked up our ah, Jesus Christ, caught up. On actually some of all of our own Project Louder podcast this week as well. Uh, Talk about it. Well, let's see. I listened to a little bit of Jerk the Curtain, and I'm not even a wrestling guy, but, you know, I obviously got to listen here and there just to. Uh, so recently, uh, a little sidebar. Yeah, Corey and I redid Jerk the Curtain. Uh, we no longer review matches. We do watch alongs. Okay. Nice. Yes. Uh, so we'll play it and we'll instruct the people. We tell them when to hit play. We tell them how to watch it, where to find it and everything. And then we go from there. Uh, Chad, I went with a Lear this time and it's leaking. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well no, man, on that, just uh, been chilling. But Chad, how you been, bro? I've been busy, buddy. Last week was a really, really long week at work. And just to make it even longer, I still don't have my car back. I'm actually leaving here. Probably, I'm not even probably going to finish the show today. I'm probably going to have to leave to get my car because they're only open till 8 o'clock. And it's about a half hour drive out there to get it. So, Ooh. yeah. But other than that, you know, work. I finished Man Eater. Nice. Yeah, not bad. I'm hoping to get some DLC soon. Aside from the tiger shark skin that came out last week. Fucking useless, but looks great. It is. It's dumb. <laughs> Oh, really? It's just aesthetic? No, no. There are some, but you get better bonuses. But not benefits to the people that want to actually do things in the game. No, no. No, you're better off using the bone body than the uh, the tiger shark. If you're mining. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess. So I finished that and I started playing a, a game that came out a few years ago, Dishonored 2. Okay. Yep. Yep. Which is from Bethesda. I, I, I like it so far. It's pretty cool. But aside from that, no, not much is going on here. Right. Just, uh, just uh, doing the podcasting sh- stuff. And uh, uh, here we are. Uh, Bobby, how about you, brother? Uh, well, like you, Chad, last week was a fucking doozy ass week. It was a busy, busy. Like, I, I don't think I could say it any other way. It was busy. So, like, this week is going to be like, way more chill for me. But the weekend was good. I was with my uh, girlfriend for most of it. We had people over her place on Saturday. And then Sunday was just a chill day because it was raining. So, this is more of a chilling than anything. And then I showed you guys before, but this was one of the birthday presents I got. The ultimate ash. Oh, yeah. Very nice. By Dawn. Like, look, look, at, look at that. The eyes are wonderful. And then I got a few other things from my girlfriend, and then my friends gave me some really cool things. Um, I wish I had uh, my one friend. She painted me a picture of some of the Jason photos that I did uh, as cosplay over the years. I, I left it at my girlfriend's, but it's so cool looking, so I got to get a spot to put that up. And then I got Dick Daisies on that, buddy. You better fucking show up next week. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I mean, you know. But so other than that, it was a it was a, it was a good weekend. Very busy week, but a good weekend. Boss man, how is this birthday going? Now, wait, wait. Did you get your good morning birthday present? No, I was actually at work. Oh. Yeah. So things <laughs> things happened. Sarah actually had to work all day, spent most of the day with Taryn, went to the pool, hung out, went to the comic store earlier with my buddy Andrew, picked up some stuff, including a limited puppeted puppet master comic book in beer bottle i also got uh power rangers road to the ranger slayer and ranger slayer issue one shout out to my co-host johnny d down there uh yeah he knows exactly what i'm talking about mm. we're not doing this we're nope, not doing that's, why he, that's why he's just sprinkling in there right now <laughs> in there, boy. So uh, catch us on the Wake and Bake podcast every other Sunday for your fix of Power Ranger talk. Uh, <laughs> that's, fair, that's, that's fair. Yes. Then uh, yesterday we kind of hung out a little bit with Sarah and Taryn. And they made me a carrot cake. And that was great. Watch some movies. Hang on a fucking hand there. Uh, but yeah, other than that, podcast here, podcast there, podcast everywhere. Did a podcast with Le Adam Marquez on Saturday. For those of you who caught that, it was a really good episode. Uh, Sunday, we recorded a new episode of Jerk the Curtain. That will premiere Wednesday at 8 o'clock. So those of you who are pissed off that the NBA Finals took place of uh, AEW Dynamite this week, fear not. Jerk the Curtain is coming at you with their first watch-along episode. It is an exactly an hour long and it is from Anarchy Rules 1999, and it is Taz versus Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka for the ECW World Title. Enjoy our watch-along and the debut at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Project Louder on Facebook and over at projectlouder.net. So without further ado, this week's episode from 1982, my pick, The Slayer. It'll be misunderstood underrated you guys won't like it but i'll love it so let's get into it directed by j.s cardone written by j.s cardone and william r ewing not no relation to the basketball player produced by william ewing eric weston and annie (laughs) kimmel 
Starring... I love how it says E-Wing, not Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Star Wars ship. Sarah Kendall as Kay, Frederick Flynn as Eric, Carol Cottonbrook as Brooke. Wow. Alan McRae as David, Michael Holmes as Marsh, Paul Gandolfo as Fisherman. How did I get that? Newell Alexander as Kay's father, Ivy Jones as Kay's mother, Richard Bram Brakel as Eric as a child, Jennifer Gaffin as Kay as a child, Carl Cranes as the Slayer. Music by Robert Folk, not a singer. Cinematography by Karen Grossman, edited by M. Edward Saylor, distributed by 20th Century Film Corporation, released October 1st, 1982. Runtime of 80 minutes or 86 minutes uncut like Chad and a budget of $750,000 gross the fuck if we know. (laughs) Easier said than done, isn't it? Yes. We ready? Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. I'm going to check something real quick. So uh, hold up. Ah. Now I can hear it. What you're about to see may shock you. It may frighten you. Pop that branding back up on there. Up there you go, guys. Wrong one. It's only a maddening, horrifying nightmare. Or is it? What are you going to do? Fire some flares. Did you give her the pills like I told you? Shout out to everybody watching live. Maybe it's not a nightmare after all. Oh, yeah. It's just some phenobar. No. It's for your own No, you no, no, no. You better not you get to sleep. No, you don't. The Slayer. There's nothing up here. Are they really alone, or is there an unwelcome guest? We don't know, because this bitch crazy. Pitchfork, hoo ha ha. Is this a nightmare, or is it the fear we all have we when we're alone Fuck in the dark? If it's only a nightmare, why is everybody dead? Prepare yourself, because you will never want to be alone again. Prepare yourself for the Slayer. Okay, there we go. Hello, dead dollies and Brody and everybody. Hello, hello. Can't forget Heather and Jackie Thank you, dead dollies, for the birthday shout-out. Appreciate it, guys. So, guys, uh, The Slayer, 1982. Do you guys want to do a couple calls before uh, we get into the old plot rundown? Before I want to slash it up, let's go. Let's do this. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to give Brody a call real quick here. Brody. 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 He's been waiting for it. You guys can hear him? Brody Kane, the doppelganger, king of banger from Victoria, Australia. What are you doing? Not much, mate. Not much. Happy fucking birthday. Happy Thanks. birthday again. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for the video on the timeline this morning. 
Yes. Well, I'm glad you locked it. I might have put a lot of heart and soul into that video, I'll tell you. Appreciate it, brother. So uh, this week you were treated with one of my favorite underrated gems, uh, 1982's The Slayer. You want to talk about that? I do, actually. I don't have much to say, but I do want to talk about it. Um, here's the thing. All I wanted was a Gore Fest classic with bulk amounts of violence, especially with the film title The Slayer. Sadly, this was not the case. Mm-mm. I mean, what? The Slayer himself looks awesome. Yes. For the two seconds of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Oh. Like, very, very disappointing in that respect. However, the dream sequence of her partner's head in the bed was actually pretty damn disturbing. Yes. Especially when you see those eyes and mouth start to bleed. That was actually really cool. I've got a question. Yes. What the fuck is the Slayer's origin like? The Slayer is something kind of similar to uh, Slumber Party Massacre 2 as a lot of this is created in her mind or manifests itself yeah. from her mind. So everything is how she perceives it, which is why this film seems out of place. Yeah. So I'm guessing it was all a dream. Yes. Bits and pieces of it. It, it blurs the lines of reality and what she perceives as real and what's going on. Yeah. So we're basically taking a trip like inside her head and it's just essentially all fucked up. I see the film, and I guess we'll talk about it now with Brody on the phone. Uh, I see the film as she's going through a lot. She's a troubled artist, and that this film kind of chronicles her troubles that she's dealt with her entire life coming to a head and manifesting itself into the Slayer while she's on vacation, essentially ruining her life by taking out everything that is close to her. So if you see this film as more of an art piece rather than just your normal 1982 golden era slasher film, and I understand that you expect buckets of uh, gore and goo and all that stuff, but it's more of an art house piece as the setting is glorious. It is beautiful. And I think the story is really, really well thought out because it's kind of a, a deep dive into this lady's mind and the struggles that she's going through and the things that she sees over the course of this vacation stay. Yeah, well, having said that, that definitely opens um, up my interpretation on the film a, li- uh, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it did take me four goes to watch this film. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a slow burn. Oh, it's an extremely slow burn, this film. Um, and the trailer just gave away everything, so I should have just watched that. Bro, right? <laughs> no, having said that, yeah, like I, I liked it. They were trying to do something different, but yeah. Um, Huh. I will give it a gore more score of a solid two. Okay. Wow. Fair enough. Solid two. I just wish we had a saw more of the Slayer because I like um, the look of it, you know? I thought he looked fucking awesome. Just like your uh, first time, it was awesome, it was quick, and it left you disappointed. Oh. Okay, Brody. Until next week, brother. Thanks for calling in. No worries. Enjoy your night, guys. Yep. I'll catch you. Later. See you later. Later, later, buddy. See ya. Okay, plot rundown for Bobby after he's done with the whiskey. Sure. Oh. Okay, boys. Two young couples set off to a secluded island for what promises to be a restful retreat. But the peace is short-lived as a storm batters the island. Troubled artist Kay 
begins to sense that a malevolent, 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 I can't pronounce it, is here with them, stalking them at every turn. Is she losing her mind or her is her childhood nightmares of a demonic, how do you say that word? Assailant. Assailant. Coming to terror. Assailant. Assailant. It's not like a fucking cream you buy at CVS. Do you have any assailant in here? Excuse me. Is this the assailant aisle? It says here on the police report she was t- attacked by an unknown assailant. <laughs> right. Real quick. I- I'm, I'm going to uh, dive into this. Yes. Um, all right. Just like Brody, it, it took me two watches to fully understand. Now, when I fully understood the movie, concept, good. Execution, for me. That's just me. There was just, I don't know. Should have been more I think too. the film was really well done. Like, shot, scored. The setting Shot, was beautiful. Yes. The production design was on point. I mean, could you find a nicer looking house? I mean, even on the, the inside, looked, yeah. The, the outside looked like shit. Yeah, the outside. Well, that's like the whole shit. point. I mean, the inside was glorious. The outside was. I mean, it, it's uh, the only thing on that island other than the the movie theater and a couple of rogue buildings. You know, movie theater, the playhouse there, wherever the fuck. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Remember the, the the awesome jabby takes out? Yeah, maybe one of your films played there. <laughs> Sweet bird there, dickhead. How's that, that fish dude, on the later? That dude is definitely, <laughs> right? That was definitely the, uh, I feel like, the strangest kill of this movie. By far. Yeah, like, dude, there's a whole movie of that blood hook from Troma. Fair enough. I can't say I've seen that. So, <laughs> one of my favorites, buddy. It's a doozy. Let's just say it features a forty-five foot musky, and you gotta watch it. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I haven't, I haven't dived into, or uh, yeah, I haven't dived into some trauma in a long time. Man. They do have a streaming service, but it's only available on Chromecast. Oh, that's okay. Poop. Yeah, that's poop. Mm. Well. I didn't, it didn't take me two times to watch this. It took me one time, but separate occasions. <laughs> My old ass fucking fell asleep last night. But granted, it was, uh, I start, I ended up starting it way too late. I did the post that I was watching it and the wife's new TV that she literally bought that morning shit the bed. All of a sudden the movie froze and turned off and it wouldn't turn back on. So it's like, all right, that sucks. Switch out that, bring out the old TV. She ran that to Walmart, and I started watching it again. I got, I think, to the first kill, and that's when I was just like, yeah, I'm getting a little fucking sleepy-eyed, man. I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But thank God for YouTube, because I picked it up on there today and finished that throughout the day. Uh, Arrow has a release of this, by the way. Yeah? I started watching it on Tubi. I mean, not to skip ahead, but... Yeah, that's where I started watching. That's where I Um, saw it. But it was uh, it was shot really well. I was a little confused because honestly, I thought it was. It looked the movie is presented out of chronological order. It is, but it isn't. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say again. It's it's just perceived on how she sees the events. It just looks older than eighty two for some reason. 
Yeah, it does. It has a very seventies feel to it. Yeah, it must be the footage. Seventies. Do we? uh, We don't know what camera it was shot on. I wonder if IMDb would tell us. Ooh. uh, What footage it was shot on? Um, I love the set locations and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I like the island and stuff. It's a cool idea. Yeah, like the movie Uh, looks great. Absolutely. What's up, Scuba Steve? Oh, I. you know, I feel like Brody. I think I went going in and knowing that this was a TJ birthday pick, I expected it to be almost so over the Why top. Why does everyone think that I like these fucking gory ass films? I don't know, man. Like, I, for some reason, I was, <laughs> like, I was expecting something like Madman, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, really, I don't know really, why. Really that gory, though. Like, what, what? at what point did I set the bar? For gory slasher films mm. in this show. I think That's I probably took with Hatch. But by the way, Johnny, I just want to correct you. This originally wasn't supposed to be his birthday episode. It was going to be American Werewolf in London. Correct. And we rearranged things and put yes. this on his birthday because he wanted something special. So we moved it around and American Werewolf will get rescheduled at some point. What are we doing next week? Um I thought we I think, it's, I think next week's Deep Star Six. Oh. And then uh, oh, yeah. then it'll be the fan episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. Shout out. I think they actually already did a group message or a group chat. Yeah, I talked to them already about it. Nice. But yeah, I think I'm going to side with TJ on this one. I thought this movie was actually very well shot. The score was, to me, the score was the best part of the movie. The score was absolutely brilliant. So it was very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. I think it was. I think because they're trying to add that realism, you know, add layers to the characters. These were actually believable people. They weren't some. No, these almost, were good. Yeah, these weren't like supermodel looking teeny boppers. These looked like actual average every everyday people you'd pass on the street. No, dude. Yeah. I mean, we got fucking these- right. You picked up on that too, Chad. Uh, good job, man. And I thought it was interesting though because they weren't. I mean, they they were kind of average, but they weren't. They all vary was- in character. Well, one of them was a director. One of them was an actress. She was a painter, and her husband was a doctor. Director was on point, by the way. Yeah. And like the the minimal the minimal sets, you know, with uh, there were just being the house, the outside, and uh, the abandoned theater. As to where it was, though, they totally got away with it. Oh yeah, I, th- I think it was very well done. And the the like I said, the score was fantastic. It really set this really great atmosphere. Like uh, it was almost like you you, you could see things like off to this corner, like outside your peripheral, things were happening that you couldn't quite understand. Mm -hmm. And the music really, uh, really added layers to that. Agreed. Agreed. So, no. No. I mean, like I said, I, I was, I was hoping for maybe some more crazier kills, but honestly, you only got four people going into it and maybe a fifth, obviously with the pilot so you really can't expect more than good suspenseful setup to with you know some good kills this is true it's not going to be a slash fest where everybody's just like it's just dropping bodies left and right i also i also want to i also want to point out this out that i loved how at the end of the film after everybody's dead and she knows she can't really get off the island she's like well fuck it if i can't get out you can't get in and completely shutters the house up windows doors everything just completely blockades herself inside it and goes full like uh 
cabin fever style dude doesn't want to like go to sleep and shit like that not nah, right movie cabin fever i mean like, it's almost like a, a nightmare on elm street type deal don't go to right sleep. well you gotta wonder if uh you know maybe some ideas were borrowed probably uh could be i mean the cigarette burn and stuff like i don't know you know yeah, I caught that too. That was the very first thing I thought it was Dream Warrior. Although I will yeah. say this, when she's trying to do that, like she is way closer than for it to actually start to burn. You're getting and a really weird popping noise from Bobby when he talks. Yeah, that too. Like popcorn. some popcorn? I don't know, maybe pop, it was pop, where, how he's positioned talking. Pop, 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 pop. How do I sound like this? Ooh, there yeah, was it sounds like it's too loud. Like the sensitivity is too high. Some bubbling going on there. Yeah, some bubbling oh, going on. Yeah, some bubbling news. Continue. I will. Okay, where are we, Chad? I don't even remember. I think we're. Gonna I don't remember where we left a, off. Take a peek, maybe behind the curtains. A little yeah, bit. We could do that. Uh, there's not much behind the scenes on this, but I will do my best. It was shot in 36 days during the winter. Uh, if I remember correctly, let me pull up. It was a longer filmed. shoot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was filmed on Tybee Island, east of Savannah, Georgia. We need to uh, go upon, there. Upon arriving at the island, which at the time was largely uninhabited and dilapidated, so that uh, the desolation you saw was a real thing. They didn't desolation. They didn't like they didn't like build like a set for the uh, the theater and destroy it. It was actually a rundown theater. Uh, the director recalled it fit perfectly with the vision he had for the film while writing the script. Uh, and it took place in the winter of 82 on Tybee Island with additional photography in Savannah. Savannah. Huh. The pitchfork murder was done in a single take. I think that's actually pretty amazing that they did that in a single take. That was probably nice. the best, most effective kill of the movie. Yeah. Yes. For me, anyway. Plus, you got to see some nipple through her shirt. Ooh. Always like some nipples. It went, the, two, it went from two to fucking six really quick, right? Yeah. <laughs> the sequence was with the fisherman was added as an afterthought. I'm guessing they decided they needed an extra kill thrown in there. Ah. Absolutely. This film was banned in the United Kingdom as a video nasty, nasty. in the early yeah. 80s. Gotta love them nasties. Right? That's a good uh, all, Although in ruins during the shooting of the film, the Tybee Post Theater was reconstructed by a nonprofit organization and reopened in 2009. Yeet. Oh, shit. So I'm guessing it is actually still standing right now. More than likely. Hopefully showing this. That would be kind of cool. Oh, that would be sweet. J.S. Cardone claims the story was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft due to elements of dream versus reality, though few, if any, actual Lovecraft tropes appear anywhere in the film. Hmm. Interesting. The score for this film was composed and recorded in London, England. The original ending, as written in the script, had Kay being killed by the Slayer. The final scene with Kay is a little girl waking up from a nightmare that serves as a premonition of the events shown beforehand was added after principal shooting on the film had wrapped. Nice. Bobby also uh, reviewed a film once that was very similar uh, in premise to this. Yes, Which I one was that? Sweet, Sweet 16. 16. Ah. That was, gotcha. another, that was another one of those where you were kind of like. But featured Dana Kimmel. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like I said, that's really all I got. There's uh, it's pretty light on hey, behind the scenes guys. stuff for this. Yo. Yes. Oh, it's there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello there, creepy girls. Do you like spooky things in horror movies? The Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, butts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, butts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener. Take a look at yourself. I need to Want to know this. why you look like shit? Because you are wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dubackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyranosaurus <laughs> just like us. Graveyard <laughs> Classics. Horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Deathstyle Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at graveyardclassics.net. Come on down to Mask by Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have missed those. That's great. Come on. There we go, guys. People, go over and check out all of our great sponsors on Facebook and Instagram at aforementioned places. So, moving on with today's episode, Johnny D, what's your question? Question Holmes. Question. I mean, obviously, you know, let's go with the biggest one. Oh, what was this? (laughs) What was this move? How? What was this movie's ending to you? That's what I want to know. Wake me up inside. Oh. Uh, I guess my question would be like, so was this just all a premonition to when she was a kid of the dream she actually talked to? So it was more like a dreamception. Or is it like a recurring hell where she died and then she woke up as a kid and she's going to have to relive it all over again? That's what I was thinking. Actually, yeah, I was closer to that Groundhog one. Day. Mm, exactly. Yeah, kind of like that. That or uh, Krampus. That was I kind of went with that thought too. Permanent Christmas hell. Uh, Except this is permanent vacation hell, right? Permanent. Uh, what was it off Virginia? We said I believe it was. Uh, no, Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Georgia. It was all for Savannah, Georgia. Oh yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, what was she drinking to help her stay awake? Coffee. Bobby, what was she drinking? What kind of coffee? Taster's oh. Choice. Ooh, no. What Maxwell House. Yep. Oh. TJ's like, duh, I've seen this way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long shot on the Maxwell House, dude. I feel like they may or may have not have been a sponsor for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Shout out to Maxwell House. Sponsor me. I will make the best commercials. Fuck right. <laughs> Want to wake Other up than- every morning with excellence? Wake up with Maxwell. Want to quit being a piece of shit? Wake up with Maxwell. <laughs> you want to look like me? Look like Maxwell. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Hell yeah. So TJ, what did, what did you think though? I mean, like, was it just 
all one dream? Was it all recurring thing? Was I it... think uh, this is one of those films that is left up to interpretation. They can it can mean a multitude of things depending on the viewer, and I think that's part of the charm that is 1982's The Slayer. I think that I can sit here and I can view it as one one complete dream. Uh, someone else can view it as like. I don't know. How else can you interpret that? Is there another way to interpret it other than she just woke up as a dream or maybe. Uh, I looked at it as a restart. Like it it can be a endless, restart. Like an endless cycle. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like John's idea of where it's just like this, this hell where they're just repeating their deaths over and over again endlessly. Yeah. Okay. Like why, why is she picked and all that other shit? You know, who knows? You know what? I, I'm going to go with the the the, uh, the stance that it's like final destination, and then it's just a premonition into her future. That, that works. It can just be that, one long nightmare. Could be. That's that is that is one possible. There's like three major th- schools of thought. On You're telling it, me you've never dreamed of yourself older? Yeah, and I didn't like it. I woke up real fast. See. Well, what's cool is I like the fact that they were. So if this was just her waking up from that dream, they were talking about the dream inside the dream already. So that's why you I kind of. You haven't done that? No. Listen, man, I don't know. I can't speak for you, but this might be a little bit more of a wake and bake segment. Uh, but usually when someone partakes, especially particularly before sleeping, they usually do not hit REM sleep. So they do not get deep dream sleep. Uh, they usually get just a nice, heavy body sleep, and you usually don't retain or remember your dreams or anything like that. Okay, okay. Brody just asked, what was the meaning behind the drawing of the random doors? I think that was just another example of her premonition mm-hmm. of sorts, because the doors... So it shows her, she's in the uh, the rundown theater, she's looking, and she sees the doors from the inside. Yeah, I just, figured it, was, I just figured it was more of her artwork, kind of like haunting her stuff. Yeah, she said she dreamt about that uh, building that she saw in the beginning, too. Well, she said she's been dreaming about this place their whole fucking life, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And what was what was the what was the thing that the, the pilot said too? He said like this is the this is the bad place people dream about when they have nightmares or some weird thing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Hmm. I don't know. That was like right after they landed when they're leaving the plane. It's he said movie something like that. That tried to have oh. too much lore behind its backstory behind the killing. Like maybe he just said the bad. I I don't know. Maybe he just said that because he knows there's nobody on there or nobody there. There's no way to call for help. But, I kind of want to know what the hell, where was everything else on the island? There was right? like a house and there was a movie theater and that was it. Where's all the other houses? Yeah. Where's anything? All Which, in the sand. I mean, like, I like that it was all dilapidated and I like that they really had a Well, if you think about house. it, if it was like a cruise ship destination, there wouldn't really need to be much there other than a beach and a movie theater if everyone just went there to Go watch a movie and hang out on the beach and get so, all fucked up and go so back really, to the boat. He went and got killed on Epstein Island. And yeah, exactly. It's just one little house in the movie theater. Yes. Hey, man. I like the, uh, although this was actually a really big fucking island. This wasn't just like huge, some, right? It, in its own like forest and vegetation and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, but in that big ass island, one house that we saw. Yeah, there, there had to be more. We have to just we just have to assume that there was more because right. he even said again the maybe they only showed one everyone. to show to maybe the appearance of more isolated right you know? yeah I mean these these fuckers were so rich they each own like their own big hundred acre island 
See, like, that, ki- that, that kind of leads a little bit more evidence to the whole they're stuck in a hell of repeating their death cycle thing. Yeah. It's stuck still, on an island with the Slayer. That the house outside looks like a piece of shit. Walk inside, it's like, oh shit. Again, I'm going to guess the interiors were at a different location, the Savannah location they were speaking about. It definitely, uh, definitely brought me back to some sweet 80s fucking uh, hardcore dark, dark oak. You know what actually reminded me of the inside was uh, the sorority house from Black Christmas. Yes, it was, uh, it was very good there. Very nice, very nice. So, gentlemen, do you guys have any big questions about chance? No, I think be good. I think your question. Now, uh, what kind? What kind of wood was that going up the steps? There, it was. A, it had to be a, some sort of mahogany. Say mahogany, uh, or maybe a cherry. Maybe, maybe a cherry. It's maybe. definitely a hardwood. Definitely oh. a hardwood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if it was down there in Sylvania. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> I can just feel Lance cringing. <laughs> he just broke apart three. Just <laughs> douche of the movie, guys. The brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the I brother. Mean, the, the brother. But he wasn't. He wasn't he really was the guy that in the dou- white sweater, the, the fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't really that douchey, but there wasn't really too much to pick from. So he was like, he douchiest of what we had. Up, fed up with that girl's shit by that time. So he's like, just kind of like a douche because I take him out of context, and we're making him a douche. So let's not be that guy, and let's justify it. You know what? He was getting on. She was getting on his nerves, and he's had enough. He took her all the way out on that vacation, and she was being an ungrateful bitch, still bringing her <laughs> bullshit along. Bringing all that stupid baggage that he specifically told her to not bring up on this vacation, and she blew it. And if she wouldn't have caused all that bullshit, the Slayer never would have manifested itself and ruined that vacation. So you know what? It was her fault. She's the I like douche. Him. She's, She's the, the douche. douche. <laughs> she didn't bring. Uh, she didn't bring proper medication for her trip. Exactly. Okay, that's all it was. But the girl is the douche. There's two sides of every story. Yeah, Me we'll too. She was kind of the douche. She brought Second. everybody down. Fuck her. Yeah, fuck her. Fucking B squad, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, first oh, <laughs> yeah. listen. They, there's no way they didn't hire that girl for her stare alone. She does it in literally every other scene. Just the huge bug eye. Just and we also got to see how she looks long butt. Yes, <laughs> bro. I think her hair. Got like poofier every scene. Every scene. Dude. Oh God. Yeah. Her- she definitely. She definitely had that Peg Bundy look going. Oh. Mmm. <laughs> Peg Bundy. Hey Chad. <laughs> yeah. Let's get in with your questions. Right. So, what formats did you watch it, and how was the quality? Tubi. Uh, Tubi. Tubi. I will say the sound was very loose. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Ooh. the best quality. Could be better. Uh, I I'm think guessing wh- the stuff. I'm guessing the sound was the original mono version that came out. Yes. Uh, let me see. It is on. Is it on the Arrow release or is it one of the other? I'm gonna ones? guess the Arrow uh, release. Yeah, the Arrow release. It is. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sound was real scratchy at times too. Like yes. you heard a lot of. But that kind of also added to the aged feel of the film. So true. True. I mean, would Texas Chainsaw Massacre be as good if it was cleaned up? No. No, 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 no! It would totally lose. It would lose that documentary feel. Case in point. Sometimes you don't need the 4K transfer. Long butt mania. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It's got to right, stop. Steph. It's got to stop like halfway up your spine. It's got to be real isn't long. There gonna be, isn't there something happening in October for Monster Mania? Yeah, I, virtual thing, isn't it? They no, they said it wasn't virtual. Oh, could be something in a parking lot somewhere. Uh, oh, whatever. Anywhere. Yeah, man, you got to try Fest, October twenty third, something like that. Uh, Kentucky, be there, be square. Meet Project Louder founder and host Mick Strawn and TJ Bowser. That's me. Okay, guys. Chad, next one. Favorite kill, guys. Ooh. Uh, Ooh, this is a hard one, baby. I actually like the, um, I mean, even though it wasn't like the best, I like that fish hook because he was being pulled out to sea. Yeah, that was definitely a nice touch. A little poetic justice, you're saying? Slayer got the hip waders on. So right. I, I, I like that one for the now fact. Now I want to see that fucking scene, dude. I like that for the fact that he wasn't being pulled into land. He was being pulled out to sea. So it was like, you know he's not coming back. What are you doing in my waters? Um, <laughs> I understood that reference. Got this motherfucker. Oh, dude, I don't know, man. It's a tie for me. It's tough. Elevator shaft's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say elevator shaft. I got to go with the pitchfork, especially considering it was done in one take. Pitchfork. Hoo-ah. It was nice. I feel like those are my ties, and then I have to give honorable mention to the flare in the chest. Because you don't <laughs> that really was brutal. That you was really brutal. Bro, and, and, and the only person that's going to understand this reference is Lance. <laughs> but, dude, that straight up was like blood, dude. Shoot a zombie with your fucking flare gun for the first time, man. Just doosh. <laughs> Everything. Ah. <sighs> And that guy just, that guy, I feel, got it the worst. Like, he was just kind of showing up to try to help, and he just got fucked. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> in true Project Louder fashion, Steve will be partaking in pyramids yes. and watching the Slayer. So, hey, enjoy, time, brother. Buddy. Hey, hey when you're that. done, make sure to watch Phantasm. I heard that's pretty good on that stuff, too. Uh, YouTube or Tubi, man. And when you're done with those pain meds, you know, just uh, <laughs> it's been a while since Bobby stored anything off the toilet seat, seat and had it in uh, head butted a toilet last time he did it, he cracked it. So let's keep ah. going, guys. <laughs> okay, okay, guys, one day at Mania. All right, <laughs> uh, guys, guys, uh, guys, what you got, buddy? I, I, I gotta go. I, I gotta go get oh, my car. No. Quarter after. Okay, uh, I will right. take over and do the okay. three way dance. Okay, uh, I want to give it my final score. I'm actually going to give it uh, a solid three. Okay. Uh, so figure that into your calculations at the end. Three. Later, boss. All right. I'll see you guys uh, next time. Um, TJ, make sure you give me the final score. Uh, sorry, guys. I can't stick around. I do got to get, get my car. It's all good, Chad. All right. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye, baby. Okay. And then there was three. Three-way dance. Boom. There we go. Look at that. Pickle. Is there a pickle on your lighter? Chad's gone, so the uh, so we can uh, fool around now. Ooh, we can not we can stop being adults now. Uh, yay! yay! Okay, uh, so guys, best scene. Ooh, best scene. Dude, I want to say almost the entire third act. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty spicy, Actually, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, the third act. As much as I'm gonna say. I really like the theater shot when she finds the body. Oh, the head, the has head. Uh, yeah, the head they're really nice. good tension set. The nice little hand swing first before the turnaround. Yeah. All right. 
right. opening scene? It did hook me in. I will say that. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I was a little like, eh, until it gave me the bloody hand wraparound. And I was like, okay, you got it. Danny me. Cordella, shout out, brother. Yeah, buddy. Got the part eight. Rock it on. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, man. Had to get a bone graft in my jaw today. Steve, sorry about that, brother. Hopefully, and bud. Uh, Feel better soon. As long as it didn't affect that beautiful jawline of yours, we're golden, baby. That's right. So, best hits, hottest girl. I'm going to have to say the probably the blonde. And if you're going to go with fellas, I'm going to have to say the dude with the mustache. It's because he had a rocking mustache. Fair enough. We do like mustaches. Who doesn't want a proper ride? (laughs) Also, uh, do you think Corey's mustache acts as a natural mask to prevent COVID? It, it's you know, I have thought I'm about sure that. it adds air tightness. Yes. It, Yo, it was a conversation that we had. I did just check him out in that sweet little uh, Tomb Raider bed, man. Yes. Uh, he actually, they're going to film a sequel to that and he plays the main villain and he shout out to my heterosexual tag team partner, Corey Kaufman. He just got done doing stunt work for another short film that he just did, and he is the main bad guy in it, rocks an overcoat and everything, pretty badass type stuff. Corey's been doing a lot of stunt work and a lot of uh, helping out with the local uh, redeemed wrestling stuff. Did you guys get ordered the pre-order Scream Factory F-13 set? I did. I got the. Uh, I went through Amazon Canada and got it without the uh, Scream Factory extras. I believe John got his, and so did Bobby. I got mine with all the extras. And John, did you get yours? I did not. John did not get his. Okay. I failed. <laughs> breaking my balls, John. You're breaking I'm my sorry. balls. You can hide sorry. a gun in that mustache. That's yeah. right. Uh, best right. Uh, best hits, I'll agree with John. Score. Score absolutely set. Oh, dude. The fucking score, was, uh, mm. score was very interesting for this movie. Like we mentioned before, it was a very dramatic, like, it didn't have your. It was well done. It there was yeah, some thought put was. into it. I was. It, it was very well done. the The ending credit scene was definitely. I feel like it intrigued me just because you don't usually get that kind of music when you uh, when you end a horror movie. I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Th- this was definitely more of a. It's definitely horror, and like I said, dude, I wish. I wish we got more. I agree with Brody. I wish we got more of the Slayer itself, but obviously, you know. Yeah. I would have you, you know, Sometimes you just don't want to reveal it too much. You just got to give it that little bit. Little tease. Little yeah. tease. Kind of reminds me of the prisoner at the end of prison. You just barely see him. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, my God. That is perfect. Uh, so the next one's best song. Are we able to select this? Is it going to have to check this out tonight. Shout out to Mark and Kevin from the two guys on Friday. Now a oh, proud yeah. member of Project Louder. Shout out yeah. to our boys. Woo. Find That's their funny. debut episode over on projectlouder.net. An apple a day. That, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> Without context. Okay, favorite character, guys. I love to say, like, the director guy. I mean, even though he's douchey and stuff, like I said, he's kind of, like, really very real with everybody and very, like, okay, I'm on vacation. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to enjoy this. Quit trying to fucking ruin it. I oh, like the brother? Him. The brother? Okay. I'm going uh, with the mustache guy because of his mustache. Okay. 
You know, I'm just gonna have to go with the uh, the plain dude because he was just the weird red herring that looked creepy, and uh, he he got fucked up the most, man. He got the nice stab, and then he got literally fucking burned. So yeah, it's true. He did, but yeah. Uh, also, I wonder, if you guys watch that scene again, uh, whenever they're uh, getting out of the plane and they do the uh, zoom in from the pilot's face, and he turns yes. and looks at them. And then they do the zoom out. He watches them the entire sequence until they go out of frame. Oh, shit. Yep. I gotta go watch that part. I didn't pay attention to that too much. So they really red herring that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I expected him. To, creepy. I'm not going to lie. I actually expect, I mean, he does pop in, obviously, back in that spoilers. Uh, I expected him maybe even earlier on. Maybe like somebody sneak saw him like sneaking by a window or something, just to yeah. give a little bit more fucking tease to that. It was but. definitely giving off that. It box. makes you second guess whether the Slayer is a fucking thing or not. Right. <laughs> and I think that's the whole point of showing it at the end is for you to not go. I think the problem is is that we watched the trailer last week and we went in with the preconceived notion that the Slayer is this grotesque thing the entire film. Now, if we watch this without watching the trailer. We went and went into the notion that this is just another slasher film and this is just a person that is also in the film that we're currently watching. So the red herring aspect would have actually delivered properly. But due to the fact that we did watch trailer from last week and like Bobby said, well, not Bobby, but Brody said that the trailer kind of ruined it and kind of gave away the film. So I don't think that we had the benefit of the doubt of going into this film with a clear mind or with an open mind because we had this vision of a slayer coming in here and just ripping everyone to shreds. I mean, even the little tagline does say there's a demonic killer. So, and there is. And he kills right. everybody respectively. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, they, I feel like they're just like, yeah, we don't care. We're going to give it away, but you're still going to want to watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, man, the cover art, though. I mean, even the cover has got a demon face on it, but the cover art is fucking dope, dude. I well, that's also that. the Scream Factory cover art. I don't know what the original one is. I think the original one is the one where it's all black on the... It's like surrounding black and it's red in the center. Yeah. It has um, like a flame around it, right? Fuck. I did look at it. Yeah, it wasn't anything... Obviously, the Scream Factory is just... Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, Arrow. Sorry, Arrow. Oh, was it Arrow? Oh, I apologize. Apologies. We apologize. Also, Walmart now has Screen Factory releases if you pay attention. Yes, they no do. shit. I hey, saw but Roadhouse Special Edition Shout Factory, Firestarter Screen Factory, uh, Stallone's Cobra on uh, Screen Factory, thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars. Oh, Remember, guys, these are limited print, so catch them when you can. Roadhouse. Oh, also, for any of you who have the Screen Factory Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two Blu-ray. It is now valued at $152 on eBay as it stands. Holy Got shit. It. I was rubbing his head right now. <laughs> Try. Where are we at, team? So we are. We just did favorite character. Was yeah. it scary? Was it scary? No, but there was good tension. So I think if you're in the 80s and it's 82 and you're watching this, I think it would have gave you some jumps. Yeah, I can agree with that. And like you, we, you know, we've said this many times. There's a lot of times we're gonna mostly say no, it's not scary, but we can always find good areas in the movie that you know stand out above the rest. Yeah, and yeah, dude, I feel with the score and everything like that, and 
chick's crazy bug eyes always looking off fucking camera dude so you're always waiting like what the fuck well you also gotta understand but 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 her she her acting and, and we'll kind of talk about the oh i'm not shitting right at now. it dude i'm just saying like she's always looking she did that, so know? good with portraying paranoia through oh, facial bro. expression bro. so good there's no way she didn't just walk in with like that look and they're like yeah she's yeah the one. right <laughs> So, uh, gentlemen, does it hold up today? Personally, I think this uh, visually it does. Uh, but like it's a slow burn and it's it's one of those films that's like wine. It It's not for everybody. And if you like it, you love it. And if you don't, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I could, that's understandable, actually. It, it, it's it is clean. The music's clean. Um obviously for today's standards, you know, like you just said it, dude, nail on the head. It'd be way too slow. Matthew uh, Hawthorne uh asked ooh. a very good question. Yes. Uh so did you watch the Slayer back in the video age or now on YouTube? I watched it now. I am one of those fans that were uh raised by older jet older people, and I had the benefit of growing up with the exposure to films like this and shown older films and pushed those films were pushed rather than newer releases. Uh, I focus more on cartoons and older films growing up. So I grew up with an appreciation of this. So I wasn't around per se for when these women were released, but I grew up with them in a different format. So I was, uh, let's say late VHS, early DVD era. That's fair. That's exactly right. uh, This is the first time doing for me, actually. Yeah. So, Bobby's the same for me for uh, that answer. Yeah, and also, this is also a first time viewing for me for this movie too. So thank you, Tubi, for having the classic horror movies. Yeah, Bobby uh, was born the same year as me, a couple days before. Uh, happy birthday, late birthday, anyway, Bobby. Everyone was giving me birthday, but nobody was yeah, giving no. Bobby some love. Oh, it's everybody's birthday this week, dude. Yeah. Bobby got Bobby got a little love last week and into this week, dude. It's nice. TJ actually landed on the day perfect yeah, that's true he did but it's cool to be you know born in the time fr frame you know a little sidebar that bobby and i wa was because we were at that transitional period where vhs might have been at a high and uh we were also were able to see the transition from vhs to dvd to blu-ray while we were growing up so i think we had that the added benefit of seeing all those older films re-released on a new format which allowed us to be exposed to them which then gave us these unique niches of fans which is why these horror fans exist these days that are our age and that are of our uh let's say group a uh you know millennial generation group yeah. i think that that's why they exist is because of the people that were born in that time frame and their exposure to dvds and blu-rays the amount of vhs i had as a kid see Dick. see everybody as a kid, I, I had a lot of cartoon VHSs. I didn't have a lot of movies per se. I, you know, I had the basics, the Ace Ventura movies, Caddyshack, and Ghostbusters uh, yeah. 2. And then the rest of my films, all VHSs, were TMNT cartoons. And I'd carry those around in the milk crate. And then that's what I would do. My were entire they, life was TM. Were they, were they the Burger King TMNT ones too? No. Uh, I, oh. my, grand, my grandmother was very uh, passionate for allowing me to collect things if you guys couldn't tell uh right. yeah i was uh i was enabled at a very young age <laughs> so i had the benefit of having series and just a big 
like bunches of things just filled of tapes. So uh, that's, you know, we carry around everything on our phones these days. I carried around milk crates full of VHSs. I've talked about that on shows before, but uh, hell yeah, yeah. man. You, and you know what, dude? You always had to have the two VCR set up and the also random just rewinder off to yes. the side as well. So you do some nice uh, recording. Yeah, dude. Who didn't have a bunch of like, I mean, I was, I'm a little older than you guys. So being 85, I got a Speaking little Speaking of more- that, around that time frame, uh, Jack Specific, since we're talking about VHS tapes, remember Jack Specific did a lot of those toys with, with their licenses where they did the giant toys? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this scale. I remember yeah. having a Ninja Turtles, a Raphael that I carried around everywhere. That was that scale. But I also remember having an NWO Hulk Hogan that scale from Jazz oh. Specific as well. You guys remember what I'm talking about? They weren't really super yes, posable. Okay, but yeah. I had the um, Sideshow Collectibles Leatherface figure going around. <laughs> it, all right. My grandmother would be like, what is this? Do like, we know what those cost originally? 40, 40 <laughs> bucks, because you know why? I bought one every month. <laughs> came out really? valued at around 150 dollars base right now Jesus. depending on the figure yeah so uh it's kind of a roundabout i mean we were talking about the uh ladies acting and you said that, like how it definitely dialed in the mm-hmm. paranoia so to go into the next question was the acting good or bad gentlemen great mr Mona. wonderful <laughs> no, I think it was pretty good, dude. Um, this movie, yeah, I'll give it that. Like, it wasn't like it was like hammed in or anything like that. No. And the uh, the screams for the pitch, dude. And it might have been just because of the amount of track, but dude, just be careful if you're listening to loud headphones, man. That shit's gonna hurt. <laughs> Wait till you get my spicy take on the cinematography question. All righty, so. Cool. Let's hit that spicy take. <laughs> okay. Let me get that hot sauce ready. Hold on. <laughs> get the milk. Get the milk because this fucker's spicy. Milk and the bread? Uh, okay, let's do it. So, uh, for the first like... time in Gormore history, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I don't know because I can't decide whether the setting makes the cinematography great or if the cinematography makes the setting great. Therefore, making the cinematography look good, or vice versa, because like Chad said, the cine- the the setting is so awesome because the, the island's so beautiful, and then like the sets were so desolate and run down themselves that the production design looks on point, so everything in frame looks so spectacular. Right. So I I can't tell whether these shots are just like, okay, we put effort into this, or it just happenstance. And you know, yeah, I think a little bit of both. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, I think if they lucked out with locale and they were like, holy fuck, we have to use this, you know, <laughs> we have to use this. and but it worked. And then you had somebody who actually still had a good eye for a good so shot. You know what? I'm going to say I'll take the spicy take and say it was incredible because no matter whether they were trying to do it or not, it turned out fabulous. And some of the scenes where they tried to induce a sense of suspense or terror through sound and shots that were empty. And when I'm talking about sounds and shots that were empty, when they utilize sound and shots of empty parts of the island mixed in with uh, shots of like the empty theater while she's standing in, those look beautiful. They do. I and, and, this film was shot very well. Yes. 
So, but I, I'm very unsure because of the reasoning of why I love it so much. Because I, I feel like who, this guy's great. What is the setting great? I mean, like I said, dude, I think it's both. I yeah. think it's a, I think it's I think it's two elements that meld together and lift each other up with it, dude. I, you know what I mean? Like, I need to watch more of Karen Grossman's work. That's what I need to do. Let's see what else Karen Grossman did. Watch her do fuck all. <laughs> Never seen that one. What's that one about, bud? <laughs> Sorry, I've been talking to Brody so much. No, you're fine. Uh, Karen Grossman, IMDb, camera. Uh oh. She was in Risky Business. Cinematographer Risky Monsters. Is. Cinematographer for Audition. Pet Shop. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Thunder Alley. What the fuck's Thunder Alley? No. Oh, she did Microwave Massacre, Bobby. Oh, no shit. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Thunder Uh-oh. Alley. A group of friends start a rock band, but as they start to rise in the music world, they get mixed up with drugs. What? Oh, director J.S. Cardone. <laughs> Same director. <laughs> no what shit. What the fuck? Hamburger, the motion picture. Ooh, delicious. <laughs> so, gentlemen, yes. with this movie, and I feel like we probably already know where it's going to go, but uh, did you enjoy the premise? Goddamn right. I did. I just was trying to piece it all together. So, but when I watched it the second time, I enjoyed the premise. Yes. Yeah, I, John. When you wake up, it's it's a pretty good story. Right. No, man. I I like the idea of it. I wish. I wish it was a little bit faster paced for my taste. Personally. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Uh, like I said, the third act it definitely ramps it up and it ramps it up fast, which is nice. Uh, and actually, if you like step away for a second, you definitely will like, you're just like, what the fuck did I miss, dude? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so once it, once that ball starts rolling, man, you just got to keep making sure you keep paying attention. Uh, but no, I liked it, man. The, the, I wish I knew the name off topic and I apologize. So maybe if any of our listeners do, there's actually a specific cryptid that's kind of exactly like this, where it manifests the more you think about it. So. Whether it's that or it's an actual Scuba like, Steve. What's that? Scuba Steve. Yeah, dude. Scuba. Be useful. Do your job. Someone supernatural. Our supernatural brother. What is the crypt? He said he didn't really fuck with cryptids though. His was more ghost stuff, but still he might know. Um but yeah, Brandon, man, a- if you know anything, if you're watching, Brandon Lane, you handsome, Ooh. handsome devil. But I mean, you know, it could go that way. It could actually be a demon. Could have not actually happened. We just saw the dream the whole time before actually it does happen. She could so, be tripping balls. She could be fucked right. Could have gotten to daddy's little acid packets in the fucking in the sock drawer accidentally. <laughs> What's these little tablets? Wow. Little papers. Guys. Yeah, buddy. Recycle, rewind, or remake. Ooh. Um I don't want to say remake, but I don't feel like they'd find a good enough island and the shots I feel would be like too cheesy. So I almost have to say a rewind. Yeah. Rewind. Yeah. This would have to be a rewind. I don't think the recycle or remake would work. I mean a remake dude, a remake, it would if you remade this, dude, I feel like A it would it would just feel so vastly different. Um it would probably add more people into it, it'd be some like stupid party island or some bullshit. 
Maybe I'm going a little too two thousands on that. I don't know. Use the island from the Last Jedi. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> no, I'm definitely gonna say rewind though. Okay. Same here. Yeah. Guys, now for the part. Uh, since Chad didn't give us uh, his writing, I'm just gonna use. No, Brody. he said he said three. Oh, he said three. Yeah. Okay. So Chad is I'm three. Good. Bobby is. Johnny is. I'm gonna go with a two five. I give it a four. Score more score of two point eight, baby. All right. All right. Okay. Also, Gorehounds, if you had not check out 1982's The Slayer. The Slayer. Then uh, get back to us. Let us know if you think we're retarded and or ridiculous. I should. I apologize for that. Well, we are ridiculous. No, we are ridiculous. But, but you know, can. if they agree or disagree <laughs> or whatever, I was gonna say. Like you guys, you guys have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. But all right, gentlemen. So now we got that. Do we have any uh, horde news? Anything uh, delicious to talk about? New Mutants comes out this month. Candyman next month. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Is that legit? New Mutants is actually dropping. Yeah, twenty eighth. No shit. Yeah, eight twenty eight, baby. Bod. I believe. Hurt. Nice. We will have a review up the day of. Somebody will jump on it, I hope. Yeah, I definitely need to watch that shit, dude. I mean, yeah. we've only been waiting how many years? Four? Yeah. Mick's going to fucking come all over it. Yes. <laughs> it's been so long that Mick had to be reminded what, what it was about after being initially excited about it. <laughs> I love it. That's Wait, awesome. or is that during the same conversation? Just kidding, Mick. Just kidding. Uh, so what did you guys uh pick up this week any new horror pickups for you guys uh nothing new for me but in the horror realm i did meet uh a lovely gentleman that we all kind of know through facebook actually i met but maybe bobby's actually met him but i met uh marino lupo this weekend from the yes State of jason. Mm-hmm. and uh doing that part six jason bro he has a beautiful part six we got i I didn't get to, uh, dude, he came all the way from fucking Jersey, stayed for a three-day shoot, did with uh, Gallows Lane, and they fucking went balls to the wall, man. I know you guys have probably seen a little bit of the shit that they've dropped, but <clears throat> I uh, I unfortunately didn't get to hang out with them. That special thanks to... Oh, yes. So, and you know what? I got to even give my special thanks, too, because I actually got to wear it as well. But special thanks to... Our lovely Cabin 13 uh, sponsors of the Gore More podcast. Check out uh, Dale and Corey's awesome work. I get to rock their sweet fucking dead headband from uh, part six. Oh, nice. Uh, we'll see what Joe's got in store with that one. That one's going to be a tough edit. I hope I want to see non edited photos. I want to see photos that are just great unedited. Yeah. Oh, that's dude. what I personally want. Well, the way I say edit, I, I can't, you know, obviously I don't want to go too far in the thing, but. There's going to be some ones, dude, that are just straight, nice shots. They do. They went ham for this shoot, man. Like, yeah, I just want straight, nice shots. I don't want, like anything added afterwards. I think that those are the – I don't like those. I like. I mean, I don't know. All of mine even – I'm not a, a fan bit. of heavy edits, even That's when fine. Corey does heavy edits. I, I think they're, they're uh, a bit much. I, I'm more of the less is more type thing. Right. No, hey, man. Everybody's got a preference. Mm-hmm. I, mean, uh, I, I will know. say – it was, this was my first experience ever uh, getting to play with like a silica or, a, you know, like 
see a silicone hood. And yeah. uh, holy fuck, do those have some weight. My first uh, experience with the silicone hood is actually the screen used Vengeance one. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I got to fuck with it at Blairstown a little bit with me, me and Donnie boy. Uh, nice. Shout out to Dodge Shell and the things that we get into when we're together. Uh, love you, brother. Thank you for serving. That's where he's at right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got to fuck with that a little bit there. They're heavy, aren't they? But they're super great. Super Bro, hot. Though. I felt so bad for the kid because it was like 95 a couple of them days. I'm like, you just got to be dying. No fun in silicone. It's no fun in latex. Both. I mean, yeah, I got I got the latex, dude. At least mine's got the fucking open face so I can breathe a little bit. Yeah. But that full face silicone. Dude, I just, I guess I never just expected that kind of weight. You know what I mean? Like RCO's you, masks are latex, like, but they uh, they fit like silicone. Yeah. So, but they don't have the uh, softness of silicone. Uh, no, they don't. Yeah, man. And like I said, dude, shout out to Cabin 13 for all the props they sent up for this shoot, dude. Like, uh, yeah. made a lot made a lot of this all come together very nicely. Uh, it's going to be cool to see this shit rock out. And it was nice to meet another cosplayer, dude. You know what I mean? I've been talking to the kid for a little bit, just never got to meet him. So yeah, I met yeah, him at a shooting. Man. He's he does really good, man. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I will say the only thing I was a little upset back, and I will blame Joe for this, even though he says it's uh, Marino's fault. He said he was going to be in stilts or uh, lifts, so he was going to be six eight, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty fucking up there, dude. Like, holy shit. And then we're standing there. I'm just like, are you in your list right now? And he's like, yeah. I'm like. Motherfucker, you are not 6'8", dude. You are like maybe 6'4", right? <laughs> CJ's not that tall anyway. So, What's that? CJ's not that tall anyway. Uh, CJ's my height. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess I was just still... See, dude, like just being a monster myself. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you Jason doesn't gonna... need to be taller than 6'3 in any certain situation. That's fair. And I'll hit, the build just needs to change. To which it does. You need but. to go from skinny to Bobby. Ooh. I'm 65, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you got to elongate the traps and the body. And then as Jason, as the Jason movies go, he gets squishy. He gets squished. He gets bulkier. And the traps go down. And the muscles go down. And then he gets so big like Bobby. Shoulders and then, and then, you to, then you go to like the remake and he's back to my height. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, man. Pocket. Yeah, but whenever it comes to like uh, cosplay photos, I always prefer like Bobby style of photos. It's just the, the, the raw photography type thing. Just uh, always uh, gets me. The photos he did, uh, Bobby did with uh, what, what's her name? Lisa. Lisa are some of my favorites because of uh, how raw they are. Yeah, a lot of the photos I do, they're never heavily edited. Mm -hmm. Very few. I think I could actually count maybe. You have this natural presence. And you have this ability to uh, pair yourself with very capable photographers that know how to capture you properly. So you're able to pull off some of the best shots. So hey, they, uh, I pull the costume together. They pull the magic. The murdering comes after the shots are done. Yes. John, anything else? No, man. That's all I got, brother. Unless also, got I saw Netflix just dropped something called Zoid Zoid's Wild, and it seems pretty cool. Uh, it's not your typical Zoids where they're inside fighting each other. They're kind of like riding on them. It's it's very interesting. They're still very large robot uh, animal things, but uh, it's cool. Go check it out on Netflix. Zoids Wild. It's uh, for fans of the older Zoids. It's pretty cool. Check it out. 
interesting. Yeah. Nice. But I'd say that that's all for this episode and review yeah. of 1982's The Slayer. Next week, we are doing Deep Star 6. Uh, is that directed by Sean Cunningham? I believe so. It is. So fuck that guy. Stay tuned next week for uh, our review of that film at around 6.15 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, depending on what we're doing. Apologize for the lateness this week. Apologize for Chad ducking out like he said earlier, but it's all good, my homie. Uh, thank you, uh, Bobby. Thank you, John, for joining me on another fabulous Monday. Thank you for having us, sir. So until next week, this is your host with the motherfucking most, Mr. 88, the mouthpiece of the Northeast, the man who makes the lady sore and begging for more, your host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing out. Uh, what's up, Gorehounds? This is Big Johnny D saying see you later. This is your killing machine, Bobby and Moe, saying I'll kill you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>